ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blatant God. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another edition of Who's Your Caddy? Chief here. I'm glad to be back again. It's been uh, you know a few weeks on and off, as I said. It's going to be a little sporadic this summer, planning for the wedding, traveling, other things of that nature, but I appreciate you guys sticking in with us. Uh, we'll always be here for you uh, as long as we can do it, even if it's just a passion project for now. But the more reviews that are five stars uh, and orders online that you can give us will help us to keep this thing going. So whatever you can do to support the show is much appreciated. Now, I wanted to get on quickly this week as we head over across the pond, Genesis Scottish Open, and then next week, the Open Championship, the final major of the year. A lot of interesting things caught my eyes. I was able to uh, nurse a hangover yesterday morning watching the end of the Maiden Himmerland Open in Denmark, where Rasmus Hoygaard took it away for the home country victory in a playoff uh, over Nacho. What a wild ending. Richie Ramsey, the Scotsman, actually, who we're going to look at later, uh, kind of had a tough situation on 18. I mean, he really did gag it, unfortunately, um, was in the rough on the left and then put it into the hazard uh, near the green and the water. So he doubled um, and then Nacho bogeyed, causing the playoff and Rasmus hung on to win. So talented neophyte, as we know, uh, he gets the victory in his Danish homeland. So that was nice to see. Back on our side of the pond, John Deere Classic, Sepp, the Austrian Bulldog Straka, comes out in scald Danish fashion, shoot 28 on the front. Um, it looked like for a while, I think he was like 11 under through 13 or something insane like that. Like he was, he was looking at 57, 58. Uh, I think he just needed one birdie coming in on the last five holes to shoot 59. Ends up parring a few and then uh, makes a tough uh, – pull into the water on 18 and doubles 18. So it's still a 62 incredible round. And he somehow hung out. I thought he was either going to get caught by Todd, uh, who I think we should always roster in the quote unquote effing putting contest, uh, as Ram once said so succinctly. But um, in terms of in terms of just guys that are lurking there at the end, there's there's a couple interesting names um, along with him. Alex Smalley was also there, tied runner up. Um, who also had a nice T10 at the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club last year. So curious to see how popular he'll be. But, um, I mean, he's just a solid player, Duke guy, skinny kid, but just uh, kind of shows up, uh, especially during this stretch of the year. And he did last summer too, obviously. So interesting guy to look at, not just at the East Coast Bermuda tracks, but maybe some of these other uh, more tradition, traditional layout courses. And there's a great flyover of the Renaissance Club um, on Golf Digest. I actually watched it on a plane randomly uh, coming back from one of our recent trips. Uh, I think it was this, maybe the Spain trip or one of the other ones, and they showed the Renaissance Club. And, you know, obviously, if you just watched it on TV recently, the last few years for the Scottish, you'll know that already. But um, besides that, I mean, you probably want to see uh, – you would think you would see more of a linksy setup. You know, it is, I guess, considered a links course, but it's because it's on the, you know, on the cliffs uh, in the Scottish Highlands. But it's more, you know, more traditional. It's a luxury resort, um, so it's more trees and kind of traditional routing as opposed to the wide open linksy setups that we'll see at Liverpool uh, and other places. Uh, you know, next week, I mean, Hoy Lake's going to be special. We'll we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. I have some thoughts on that. Well, maybe we'll do an early look ahead at the end of the show, but. Just for now, Sepp gets a great victory. Um, just so talented, so special. 
Denny was there, of course, our guy. He's been there a lot. He'll get the win. Shank was too. Uh, eventually, both of them, I think, could be the next two most likely. Uh, I think Denny's probably going to win Wyndham. We've um, <laughs> been saying that for a couple of years now, but he loves that course, I know. Um, so I, I think that could be his week. We'll, we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe he'll shock the world and get it done sooner. But, um, you know, until then, a great run of summer golf here. Uh, and what a close to the season it's going to be. So glad to talk to you guys again today. Take a quick break now, and then we'll dive into the Genesis Scottish Open. Just a friendly reminder that if you're obsessed with golf like the rest of us, make sure to check out blatantgolf.com, B-L-A-T-A-N-T, golf.com. Follow us on Twitter at blatantgolf and Instagram as well for the latest on the links breaking news, fantasy advice, and even some swaggy merch. BladenGolf.com has it all. Uh, we'll be there for you every week, and all listeners of the podcast get 15% off everything online, always, well, at least for now, using code POD15, P-O-D-15, for 15% off everything. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Okay, let's dive into this. Pricing just got released on DraftKings. I'm just going to run through and give you the guys I like. I don't want to spend too long on this, but there's a bunch um, down below in the Sicko special range that I really like this week. So we'll get down to them, and then we'll go from there. But at the top, I mean, listen, you got all the usual suspects. They're over here, uh, obviously preparing for the Open Championship in Hoy Lake next week. Um, but we're in Scotland first today, and the Renaissance Club, like we said before, beautiful Coastal track, um, you know, linksy in nature, but definitely some some ball strikers could lurk this week. The weather does not look great uh, as of now, which is to be expected. So I will kind of keep that in the back of my mind with some of these selections. Uh, but overall, you know, top of the board, my two favorites are going to be Scotty for obvious reasons, just playing insane this year um, and is pretty due for another win soon, uh, the way he's striking the ball. So I can't really justify fade in any regard for Scotty. So we start there. Uh, and then really my favorite play is Cantlay this week, 10-2, uh, very fair pricing. And I'm connecting a lot of dots here with him just based on pretty obvious finishes uh, here and elsewhere. T4 last year here. Uh, he was also T4 at the Travelers the last time he teed it up in Cromwell, Connecticut. Goes across the pond uh, and is playing in the event he played Last year, and almost won, but his BFF, Xander Shoffley, won, who also won the Travelers last year. Um, so I just feel like that connection, they play well, they have similar games, both lacking uh, really no flaw in their game. So I just kind of think that um, my roundabout way of adding this up is that Cantlay is very due for a win, and this makes a lot of sense for him. Unless, of course, we get a haywire weather situation uh where you know it's someone else less of uh sort of the ball striking elite player that he is and just someone who plays great in a shit storm so uh i would say that he's my favorite player up top just again looking at this monday afternoon pricing just released so we'll see what happens here on out but it's up and then you know listen you got hatton and fleetwood there too along with fitzy three just classic links players I'll be off Rory. I think he's got his eyes set on winning again uh, the last time he won the Open at Hoyt Lake. And I think that that is his sole focus. We'll see uh, if that comes to fruition. Again, Xander won last year. Going to fade him off that uh, difficulty going back-to-back, especially with these sort of conditions expected. 
Uh, I think he's got his eyes on the majors. Not that anyone doesn't. Listen, everyone has their eyes on the Open Championship next week. That's obvious. Um, but there's certain guys that have been trending towards a win recently um, and are just very due more than others. You know, Victor Hovland would have been a pick and still is for me. Um, you know, he's been back home practicing. Um, but he just won recently. And again, any guys like around the 10K and up, they basically have to win or come in second. So law of averages being what it is, unless you're going full max, which I'm not, probably play 20 or so lineups like I usually do. And either the five or the three or some mix of that. Um, not going heavy. Uh, we'll try to save up and hopefully accumulate some semblance of a bankroll uh, for the Open next week. Um, but, you know, Hatton and Fleetwood, probably Fleetwood more so, um, just based on recent form. I am going to be peppering him pretty good uh, this week for sure. Ricky, again, think that after his performance uh, at the U.S. Open and finally breaking through to win um, a couple weeks back, you know, I just think it's all, all systems go. It was at Wimbledon with JT. That was interesting. It was very low price. So Sir Ben was on him uh, early on. JT, 300, I get that to him. Don't love him in crap weather uh, after, obviously, what we saw uh, most recently. I guess it was, was it Sawgrass. Where was he? When was it a rainstorm? Masters. One of those when it was just rain, he just checked out. I think it was actually Augusta. Um, but anyway, that's not necessarily a reason to totally fee, especially at that low of a price. But um, Lowry, you know, links expert speed is kind of up in the air for me right now. I don't know what we're going to do with him. Maybe wait for the open next week. He's got a bunch of uh, sketchy finishes lately, but overall a good year. And, you know, he turns it on when it comes to the links uh, sort of game there on the coast. Wyndham Clark, looking forward to playing this. He said he came over after the U.S. Open win, so he's been preparing. Um, was fine last year here, so I think he should be raring to go now, trying to cement his place in the upper echelon of the game. Uh, Min Woo Lee is one of my favorite plays, 8900. One here in a playoff, 21, kind of put his name on the global map after that. He's T40 or better in all three starts here, and he's got three incoming T15s this year. So just been following along. Great Twitter follow if you're not following him. Uh, just a funny guy. And seems to be raring to go and continuing his good play. That little low stinger is going to be very useful this week and next week at the Open. So I think that's going to be a continuation play for me. Uh, Homa is a nice nice little play here. Um, played really well here his first time around. Playing a little bit better. Had a little sketchy stretch there late in the spring. Um, but 8,800, very fair for a player of his ilk who's already cemented his uh, name at the top of the leaderboards over the last two years or now. I guess he's got about five or six wins. So got to go by Tim J. Rose almost won the Betfred uh, British Masters, 8,700, having a great year overall, bit of a renaissance year, if I must say so myself. So this week at the Renaissance Club, he'll look to continue that. Uh, Sung Jay, no, too, too erratic. Tom Kim, great uh, here on the first try and seemingly rounding back into form just around time when he won at Sedgefield last year. So We'll see if he can keep his form in play. I got to pepper him, I think. Sammy B, not really a Lynx guy to me. Probably will avoid Ludwig. I mean, again, another top finish at the John Deere. <sighs> I mean, listen, the Swede, uh, excuse me, Norwegian, right? Let me see. This is a Caribbean enthusiasm moment when Larry mixes up the uh, nationality of the uh, golf bag attendant at the country club, and he gets very pissed off. Um, so I want to make sure I get this right. Swedish. Yeah, Swedish name is Norn. So um, Victor's Norwegian, obviously. So interesting, though, 8200 regardless of where he's from in Scandinavia. We love that price for Ludwig. 
Um, let's see, a couple of vets down here. Scott Connors, uh, wait till next week. Alex Smalley, though, T10, both last week at the John Deere and here last year, which is kind of a shock. He's a great player out of Duke, kind of a string bean, but um, hits the ball pretty well, great around the greens, great putter. And coming into form in the summer, I think he could be one of these summer guys. You know, Pendrils, a few guys just seasonal peaking at different times of year, no matter where they are played. But um, Aaron Rye, another guy here with the win. And just coming in great form, 7,800. Rasmus off the great playoff win we mentioned earlier in the Himmerland over Nacho. Um, could it be him? Could it be the sibling rivalry for Nikolai? But no, I think Rasmus uh, more so is in better shape to play well here with his uh, you know history. And we like him and we like Lucas Herbert too, 7,700. Really interesting guy uh, for me. You know, very, very solid last time out in the States. Uh, has a good record on the coast in the Caribbean. So, He's intriguing to me. Very good putter, too. Um, so if the wind and the extra elements pick up, we could like him. I'm going to skip around now a little bit. Famous Seamus, got to go back to him. Romeo was on last week. Must give him credit, but it wasn't Sep, which would have been my one-and-done play. That's neither here nor there. Uh, Ryan Fox, I mean, 7,500, bombs away. Doesn't play much. Kind of just plays in the big events nowadays. You know, he uh, get a kid recently and had some family issues going on, but seems to be back in form and won the Alfred Dunhill links last year. So a nice little connection there uh, for the, the Kiwi at 7,500. Dietrich probably gets some ownership due to his success at this course, but I'll tell you, he's just not in good enough form for me right now. Doug Gim, mediocre at best. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Uh, Bobby Mack, though, watched a lot of him Sunday morning. Uh, again, was up kind of early and watching the, the end of the Himmerland, and he was in kind of seemed to be cruising along there up till about the 12th hole. Um, then had a light implosion and just didn't have enough to get into the playoffs. So, Scotsman coming back home, 7,400 in good form. Um, fire away for me there, 7,400. Cole and Acro don't know how they're going to play. Uh, great years for both of them so far, especially Cole, but coming overseas to a links track, um, got to beware. Kitayama, again, was here last year uh, with his buddy, Shoffley, another one, uh, interesting correlation, but just not playing great right now. So I don't think I can expect another runner-up or even a top 10 from him in his current state. So we move on. Uh, you know, Camp Davis seen some people on him, Strokes Game, Putnam, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not just not in love with really many of these guys here. Um, Norin, Storm and Norin, especially if the – Wind picks up like him playing a bit better now. Um, looked good last time out in the states, you know, he's won on Europe plenty, so he's got to secure that Ryder Cup point, uh, position. You know, had a very up and down year, uh, last 12 months. So, if he wants that team, a lot of there's a lot of borderline guys for that European Ryder Cup team right now, and actually, a bunch of them are in this range here. Victor Perez, the big handsome, uh, we know his affinity for scotland he chose to move there the frenchman did um again so so year but a lynx expert a lynx bird dare we say um so you gotta at least sprinkle him i think yaus louten 7100 playing a lot better a bunch of t10s here for the savvy veteran uh another handsome devil himself patty harrington um wouldn't say he's as formidable at front uh being that he's a bit elder statesman at this point but a links expert like no other i mean and he's just still cruising along here this is kind of a lower scoring you know just battle the elements uh, i think you got to go back to patty for a little sprinkle man a safe t30 play i would say indeed um let's see yannick paul again great solid year he may be one of my last guys out because I, I just like perez and loudon and harrington a bit better but you know we're talking serious Ryder cup guys here fighting for it and yannick paul may have the 
the best resume for the full year. But I think the upside on those other guys are better. And he's a first timer here, too. So I would just have to favor the other three in that 7,100 range. But a bunch of bunch of solid Euro stalwarts here that I, I see big T30, T20, maybe even T10 if things break right for them this week. Uh, so let's see. Who else? Higo, continuation play. Um, look great. The John Deere kind of out of nowhere. He pops and then kind of usually continues for a little bit. So that's intriguing. He's won on the coast a few times in Grand Canary and other places uh, there on the DP World Tour. So he's interesting. Uh, Ewan Ferguson, another Scotsman, has some decent incoming form. You got to keep an eye on him. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of guys here that I like in the 7K range before we get into Sicko range. Um, Oh, we kind of glossed over two others. Moronk, again, much like Yannick Paul, great year trying to hold on to his Ryder Cups, but I think he should be okay, though, um, the Polish draft, that is. So we like him, but Alexander Bjork has talked about how well he just feels better over the ball again, playing really well. He's got a ton of T30s the last two months. Um, I mean, he's pretty solid here, too, the few times he's played. So Bjork at 7,300, I mean – not necessarily a household name if you're not watching uh, the 7 a.m. shift on the Golf Channel. Uh, but for those DGNs that are, you'll be familiar with him. And I, I think that kind of got to continue playing him as well, I think. Um, dropping down now to sicko range, Richie Ramsey, 6,900. Okay, got to play him. He kind of was on the verge of locking up Himmerland, was in the rough on 18, and just got a little too uh, dangerous with that approach shot, put it into the water hazard. And then that was it for him. Uh, but a Scotsman, again, coming home, 6,900, off a near-miss win. Um, I, I think you got to sprinkle him again, right? Um, Romain Langost, another guy. If you're if you're watching DP Euros, uh, had a great year overall, a nice 365 days. So got to consider him. It's Daniel Hillier, guys. Like, whoa, this guy is incredible. I mean, he's got a fifth, then a missed card, then a third and a win. Those last four. Um so that is intriguing to me. I don't know. I, I can't think he's going to be over 5%, but I'm just looking. I mean, he won the Belfry. I mean, that's like, that's a serious win. Um, I got to just, let me do a quick little dive on him. He's another Kiwi. Um, you know, I've heard him. Honestly, can't tell you too much of other than that about his background. Um, let's see. Hmm. Very interesting. Got seven wins, challenge tour guy. Okay, uh, hmm. very interesting. Uh, I think you may have to sneak him in the lineup here. I mean, he's also got he's got a T three. Yeah, the BMW. Oh my gosh. Hmm. T five KLM. I mean, this guy three. Yeah, three T fives and a win. He won the British Masters. I mean, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, did yes. I didn't watch too much of the Belfry, but I did see that he took. It. I mean, that's the sixty-six on Sunday. God bless him. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to get in the lineup uh, again. Is he gonna win again? I can't tell you that, but I mean, very, very intriguing. Need to look a little bit more into Mister Hillier. We'll see there. Um, okay, going down last few guys here. Uh, Thurston Lawrence, again, South African, solid player, solid talent. Um, may just miss out for me, but definitely one to keep an eye on down the road for sure. Um, Kevin, you, my boy, uh, don't think I can go here, though. Uh, Link scores. Kiefer having a pretty solid run of it late. Again, some of these guys are probably just miss out for me. Uh, I'm trying to get my core down a little bit. 
really, really go through with a fine tooth comb. But there are a few guys that are interesting. Southgate T10 last week has a nice T10 here. Um, that's interesting. Uh, Marcel Seem, though, might be my, my favorite. The German, 6,600. Uh, he's got three top 23s or better uh, last four starts. So for guys 6,600, you got to love that. I mean, I think I'll be peppering him pretty well. Grant Forrest, another Scotsman. I'm trying to highlight the Scotsmans here. Um, decent incoming form, but again, I'd probably lean seam on that one. Lean seam, hashtag. Uh, Cali Samuja, 6,500. Again, decent lurkage of late. Uh, so same for Sammy Balamaki. Kind of similar sounding, wild European names, um, but playing pretty nice golf, both of them. Uh, Calum Taron killed me last week at John Deere. Do I have it in me to go back to him? Perhaps. Will anyone else? Unlikely. Because um, it's just, it's a lot of good things, but there's also a lot of bad things with him. Uh, so that kind of results to a lot of T30s, which would be fine at this price. But there's other guys that I think have higher upside here. Um, Gavin Green's another guy playing pretty well right now. Don't know if he'll get in. Maybe he'll just miss. We'll see. Um, the Molinari brothers wish I could do it. Maybe next week for the Open. We'll see. But just kind of... Don't know how much is left in the tank for them, unfortunately. Um, Jamie Donaldson, though, the Welshman, uh, loves it here. It's actually shown some signs lately, too. Um, I actually watched him, I'm trying to think, one of the tournaments, local New York ones, when they used to have those here. Um, drilled a tree, like, right in front of me. Remember that? Uh, no reason. Big guy, though. Big guy. Um, so we'll see how he goes this week. I think I'll uh, McGibbon, nice young player from Rory's area of europe only uh, any one recently too 6400 besides that not a ton um let's see okay last guy no question one of romeo's favorites electric putter has took a hiatus of lurking for a while but he's been in quite a nice form uh, mostly you know rounds here and there but you kind of put it together last week in denmark 6,300, and you got to think he's raring to go. Maybe he could sneak in as a captain's pick on the Ryder Cup team. I doubt it, but you never know what happens the next two weeks. Ross Fisher, 6,300. Be very careful. Uh, this guy has quite a resume in his career, and he's back to playing well. I'm going to take him and any of these Euro vets over any of the guys that might be more of household names of late coming over from the States this week. Uh, this is a serious test of golf, and if you're not uh, in your links form, maybe guys just qualified for the Open on merit, and they're coming in here to work their game out, which is going to be the case for a lot of guys, uh, both at the top and the bottom of the board. But I'm going to lean the guys that I know have played well uh, on the DP World Tour over the last few years as opposed to some of these newer guys. So that's where my head's at with this. Um, we'll stay with you guys on Twitter, at Blayton Golf, for all the breaking news. We'll be retweeting it. Sending out some good stuff for ourselves content-wise. Check out the website, new polos, pod 50. And like we said before, we'll get you 15% off everything. Whatever you can do to support us would be great. Um, not sure what this is going to be going forward. Trying to give you guys everything I can in my spare time here. Going to be getting married, as I've told you now, <laughs> for those who listen. Uh, so just going to do this because I love it. Hopefully you guys do too. So uh, be well this week, as we say, uh, as we head across the pond for two weeks of Lynx Golf. And hopefully we will find the hidden diamond in the fescue. So as we say, BOL and take that aim. Talk to you later.
Okay, guys, I'm going to give you a quick reminder about Polar Golf, an innovative take on golf head covers. Very cool product here. All head covers come with a magnet built into the cover so you can safely store it while you hit your tee shot. Hang it from your irons or from your cart. Doesn't matter. Anything metal it'll attach to. Just simply remove the head cover, place the Polar Golf logo onto any magnetic metal surface, and let it hang while you hit. Polar Golf's head covers not only look great, but help you keep track of your head covers too, so you never lose them again. I know that's something I always worry about on the course after I hit, you know, where did the head cover go? Did it fall off the cart? What am I doing with it? Um, so this thing really solves that problem for you. Check them out on Instagram by visiting at polar.golf, that's P-O-L-A-R, like polar bear, or on their website at polargolfusa.com.